Did you ever move as a child? What was that like? We moved several times when I was a child, and as usual with such early memories, the recollections are mixed and sketchy. Still, the rec recollect recollections are what they are, and they reflect my child's eye view. The earliest move that I recall was about the age of five when our family moved from Columbia, Missouri to Brookhaven, New York. My father had decided to leave his job in the physics department at the university to become a staff physicist at Brookhaven Laboratory. This meant moving from the somewhat remote locale of Columbia in central Missouri to the slightly less remote locale of eastern Long Island. We did not have a house in the new location, so we would be moving to a rental at the lab site until we did. The lab was located on the remnant of an old army post known in the World War I days as Camp Yaphank. The rentals and most of the office buildings were merely converted World War II era barracks. I would be headed off to kindergarten at Bellport Elementary School. We were leaving a rental house on Allen Place in Columbia, Missouri, a neighborhood where I was well settled with my pals in the neighborhood. But I was in no way averse to a new adventure. The old house was a two-story frame beast with a front porch and swing typical of the time, a coal-fired furnace, and a cinder-strewn backyard, a most excellent neighborhood for kids to roam about under limited supervision. The actual move was mildly interesting to me. At that stage, I was curious about what was happening and accepting of the surprises as they came. Just before we left, there was an auction in our front yard of stuff worth not, not worth taking along. <clears throat> Ours and some other people's was hammered down at the same time. I remember being fascinated by the auctioneer's yodel. The next morning, a big orange truck showed up in front of our house. Interestingly, that truck was nearly full of furniture already. By some calculus, the movers decided to unpack the furniture of those people from Texas in order to make room for our furniture. As usual with such, with such things, there always turns out to be a lot more stuff than you think. I remember there were heavy, musty blankets and a lot of wrapping, tipping, tying, lifting, and grunting. About the time all the vineyard stuff was finally loaded and the truck full again, it began to rain. I remember my father wondering what was going to happen to the furniture that belonged to the people from Texas that was lying in our front yard. But that wasn't really our problem. We drove off, heading for Long Island, soon after the moving truck departed. I don't recall the drive to Brookhaven, but once we settled in, this proved to be an ever better place for a kid to roam around in the backyard at Allen Place. There was a substantial playground near our apartment, inhabited by swarms of kids from the vicinity, featuring all the usual attractions. On the adjustable teeter-totter, I began to understand the physics of levers. On the tall, slick slide, I began to have an inkling about the acceleration due to gravity. There were many dogs in the neighborhood. The people next door had a boxer. It was so ugly that my little sister, Missy, took to crying when she saw it from pity for its ugliness. Kindergarten was in far-off Belport. The moms took turns chauffeuring groups of kids. For that whole year, we rode the long, bumpy road out of the lab site to the Montauk Highway and then down to school. We lived at the lab for a whole year and moved again to a rented house in East Patchogue just after I began second grade. I don't recall much about the physical move to East Patchogue, but this took us to an even more spectacularly kid-friendly location. It was an old creaky house that had been built in sections and commanded many acres of woodland with at least a quarter of a mile of frontage on the Great South Bay. It was a long, narrow alley cut through the woods so you could look from the living room and see a sliver of the bay. 
The woods seemed endless. The beach was piled with a lot of stinky seaweed and populated by horseshoe crabs. At one end, there were the huge hulks of two old sand barges that had been sunk end-to-end to, end to make a breakwater for the canal that ran into an inlet on one side. With parental supervision, I was allowed to explore the hulks. I tried to imagine putting them to rights and refloating them for some adventure. The house and property could not have been better suited for a child's imagination. There was a storeroom full of things that belonged to our weird landlady. This included two authentic suits of armor. The house was so old that in a strong wind it creaked in unsettling ways. There seemed to be miles of pathways in this thinly settled neighborhood, pathways through the forest, and a room to bike and hang with my pals. All kinds of natural phenomena seemed to be on display for our benefit. Sometimes the bay froze hard over in the winter, and vast sheets of ice piled up massively on the beach if the wind came right. We lived in the East Patchog house from second grade through my fifth grade. It was evident my parents were thinking that it was time to own a home. It's also evident that they were ready to move to Bellport. I remember riding around with them as they house hunted, discussed prices, taxes, and related matters. I got an education in local real estate values and how grown-ups took residential real estate very seriously. Sometime in the summer of 1959, they found what they wanted, a large place on Brewster Lane in Bellport. It belonged to an elderly woman with a spectacular antique collection. On her death, it was auctioned, drawing quite a crowd. Her heirs were a very tall elderly couple who simply wanted out of it, and a deal was struck pretty quickly. A shady village lane, a lot with large beech trees, one copper and one green, a house that had been a summer home in Belport's earlier days as a nearer Hampton to New York. There were hedges all around, boxwood, hawthorns, rhododendrons, viburnum, roses. I remember the moving day. My father hired a squad of local guys who did it all one day. They damaged some furniture in the process and so settled for just $100 for the whole day's work. Soon after we moved in, extensive refinishing began. A new oil furnace, new wiring, plumbing, heating, wallpaper, and refinished kitchen and bathrooms. The floors were sanded down and the driveway resurfaced. I recall that, as was common in the day, the mortgage was for 15 years with 50% down and a sale price that today seems ludicrously low. While the previous moves had been to places that were ever more spectacular playgrounds for my sister and me, this brought us perhaps to a neighborhood that was a playground for our parents. But with easy access to Belport Bay and the Atlantic Ocean, it was very much a great place for kids as well.